episode, I am joined with the collaborative expert himself, Martin Adit, as he shares his thoughts on platforms, policy, and trade unions. He shares how the gig economy can sustainably operate in the larger economy, plus the importance of portable IDs for giggers to help even the playing field between giggers and platforms. So, why not join us for the next 30 minutes? Welcome to Gigapod. Today I am joined by Martin Aritz, uh, who is an expert within the collaborative economy and the platform economy and the sort of whole new economy that we're um, we're exploring right now. I'm so excited to have you here today. Yeah, good being tell here. Me, Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, great. Um, tell me a little bit um, about yourself, Martin, and all the publications that you've written and what really kind of like drove you to become interested in this area. Yeah, so it's uh, so I'm Martijn Aerts. I'm from Netherlands. I live in Houten near Utrecht, um, and I have a background in marketing and in events. And in 2012, no, 2010, I did the first equity-based crowdfunding campaign in the world. So I um, uh, uh, I finished a, a crowdfunding campaign to pay for the translation and print of my book Brand Expedition about branding. Okay. Um, and being the first of the world always sounds really nice. Uh, so I got many awards. But yeah, uh, as you also know, as an entrepreneur, uh, behind the scenes, uh, most of the time it's a mess. Uh, so in the end, um, I lost about one hundred thousand euro uh, in this project. Uh, right. So then I saw that crowdfunding has great potential but it needed to change a lot before it would work for all the stakeholders involved. And then I thought, okay, but this is much bigger than only money and platforms. It is also about yeah, goods and services and labor via platforms. So by then I predicted yeah, the upcoming of the, what I then called the collaborative economy. Uh, so the more yeah, marketplace-based mm -hmm. uh, economy. And I then also saw, okay, uh, next step will be uh, stuff, so goods, sharing economy, and then we go into labor. And then, yeah, the interesting discussions will start. Um, so then I decided, uh, yeah, to really go deep in debt uh, with the main question, how to make it work for everybody. Uh, so then it could get its, yeah, uh, most potential, but it, in a way that it, it's, it also is, uh, is, uh, is a fair platform economy. Um, and from there, I just started uh, by being curious and talk to many people. So, and with a background as a, as a marketer, I just start uh, to interview many people. And in yeah, the first seven years of the research, I interviewed about 500 people in 16 countries, uh, um, made about 60 different uh, trips uh, offline, you know, before COVID when we stood yeah, yeah. Uh, travel uh, uh, over the world. Um, and I also yeah, became more and more part of the debate. Uh, so I started also to collaborate with different stakeholders in the debate, but also to, to take the role as a bridge builder uh, to, to, yeah, to bring uh, different stakeholders together, like to bring uh, platforms, policymakers, and trade unions uh, together to talk about uh, the different uh, questions uh, within the platform economy. Yeah, that's, that's really exciting and so topical and interesting, especially given where we are today during this whole uh, pandemic and you see more people working uh, or moving towards this new form of work. Um, what, since, since, you've, um, since you've met a lot of different stakeholders, um, what would you say, and you've sort of seen this evolution in the last couple of years take place, what would you say have been sort of the main uh, takeaways um, from maybe how it was perceived a couple of years, years ago and to how it is uh, today? 
Uh, I think when it all when it all started, um, uh, many people, especially also policymakers, they were quite naive. Uh, they thought, okay, you have the economy, and you have the platform economy, and those are two different mm -hmm. kind of economies. And in platform economy, uh, the market will regulate itself. Uh, they all have good intentions, uh, and everybody will be happy. Uh, but of course, yeah, uh, also platform economy is is just part of the economy, and there's also a big role for governments and other institutions to to really. Uh, safeguard public values uh, and that was mm -hmm. something that's especially in the starts nobody really really saw uh, also nowadays uh, the, the knowledge and uh, but, uh, but also but, but also the, the priorities of governments is really limited uh, within this uh, this uh, this subject and that's i think a really big big problem uh, also about the role and the responsibility of platforms so in the beginning uh, there were no uh, responsibility at all for platforms and there's also quite some discussions uh, about it right now um and I also liked, like with with sharing economy and Netherlands, we're quite strict on sharing and gig. So sharing is about goods, underutilized goods, uh, um, and gig is about labor. Uh, so we really make this clear distinction also in the debate uh, in that. And with goods, so sharing economy, um, that was kind of a yeah uh, on its self-standing economy so um so there were things like car sharing okay everybody loves car sharing because in the end uh, how less cars how less pollution how more green in the city so everybody likes it uh, and only i think the airbnb case was a part of a big discussion but with labor and platforms it's really linked to so many existing discussions that it really uh was yeah linking to uh, many uh, existing discussions and challenges is in labor markets and but that is also a part of the discussion instead of it's it's a separate discussion um that you can uh, that you can have and how do you say the how, how do you say that it's developed um during this time if you look from the perspective of trade unions and also policymakers and i mean let's let's use uh, netherlands and i know you've also done some uh some work with the swedish government as well so if we use those two as, as examples how do you see this sort of naivete that you mentioned before how do you see this sort of evolving um during this this time yeah, I think the, the 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 challenge is like there are in Netherlands quite some researchers from governments, but also about a couple of weeks ago, a, a great report by the ILO, the International Labour Organization on Platform Work, and what all researchers say, okay, there are great opportunities, but there are also some 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 pitfalls. Um, and the challenge is it depends on what stakeholder you talk to uh, on which yeah positive or negative parts uh, they put their focus on. Um, and uh, and the chance is also many solutions are not uh, quick wins, so it's not really easy uh, because they're part of a much broader labor market discussion. Like in Netherlands, it's a kind of a zero sum game. Uh, when you are a, a employee, you have all the benefits uh, like insurance and all this kind of stuff. When you are a freelancer, you have nothing, so you have mm -hmm. no uh, no requirements on 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 insurance. You pay less taxes. Um, so so. That is why the discussion is really going a lot about, yeah, uh, in which box can you fit it uh, in? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, well, the most interesting discussion is, okay, but how can platform technology uh, empower the individual to be more autonomous? Um, mm -hmm. But because the discussion is more about the status of the of the, the worker than on all these other interesting questions, it's, it's, it's a really hard debate uh, to have, but also really hard to really make Good interventions because you can maybe forbid a platform, but then 
that, that the problem isn't away. Uh, like one example, the FNV, that's the biggest uh, labor union in Netherlands. They got around 1 million members. Um, they sued Helpling. Uh, Helpling is a platform for home cleaners. And they said, okay, but Helpling, uh, they need to employ all the cleaners uh, because they compete with cleaning companies. But what they didn't uh, recognize or didn't yeah, want to recognize is that Helpling uh, is a, a competitor of black market. Uh, mm. And when Helpling would employ all their workers, then the price will go up. Nobody uh, uh, was going to use helping uh, uh, anymore. Helping would go bankrupt, of course. Okay, then that's your win as a labor union. But in the end, everybody would go back to black markets. So many discussions are more about the systems than on the people that, that work via the system and that benefit via the system. That's, mm-hmm. uh, I think, a, discu- a problem I see in many, many countries around gig economy. Mm-hmm. And, and if we use the example now with helpling, what would you, just based on your sort of your experience and anecdotally, I don't know if you would be so, if you could share how, I mean, how would you, what sort of changes do you think need to be made in order for that, for it to be sustainable for the platform and also for the, for the workers? Yeah, I think the discussion on helping is not around platforms, but it's about the fact that we as a consumer are uh, lousy uh, uh, employers. We don't want to pay uh, 25 euro for a home cleaner, but maximum maybe 14 or 15 euro. Um, and then it's a political decision you make. Uh, like in, 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 in Sweden, there's a tax benefit. Like in Belgium, there are service checks uh, and, and those are kind of a subsidies where governments mm-hmm. fire different agreements, uh, kind of a, a subsidize the difference between what a consumer wants to pay and what we think as a society is a acceptable amount of money you make per hour. Uh, so mm-hmm. you, so it's a political, so it, it's a decision by politics. Okay, do we accept this? Uh, uh, if it's a yes, then it's okay. It's a bad decision, but still it's a decision. Uh, if it, uh, if it's a no then you need to put your money where your mouth is and say, okay, we're going to find a way to, to help this group. But the platform doesn't make a difference. Uh, what I also say, the platform mm. is, is a kind of a digital layer around existing markets. Mm. So when the labor conditions are crappy, uh, then they're probably also crappy on the platform. Of course, that's no excuse for platforms also to provide crappy work. But I think it's, 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 it's really important in the debate really to be uh, yeah, uh, more aware of the broader context uh, of the discussion mm. and only focus on platforms. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very interesting answer. Um, mm, okay, so it's, it, it's more that the mindset of the consumer who is using the platform needs to change, essentially, and that they need to be more willing to pay for the work so that the worker gets access to the same sort of, uh, what do you say, um, benefits that a regular worker would get in some ways yeah so so you can say okay the consumer needs to change but but that's mm. that's quite a a, a long term thing the same like with all yeah uh, it's it's about changing behavior uh, but also maybe then you also maybe kill some side effects because maybe then the uh, demands will uh, go down uh, mm. maybe then people uh, aren't able to work uh, anymore, but also people that now are going to clean their own house uh, so they can't work at another company. Um, mm. So that is also the reason why many governments say, okay, we're going to to yeah subsidize it with some tax benefits uh, to, to, to make it more equal. Uh, but still yeah. that's a, 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 a political uh, uh, decision you make. Uh, 
while there also are many really platform-related uh, questions you also need to ask. So most discussions are more about the broader labor market discussions, like about, mm. about the status of the worker. Uh, but there are also many other interesting discussions about, okay, the impact on ergodic management on the individual. So the impact on maybe like with food delivery about mm. being paid per order and being uh, games about the system on uh, the safety in traffic. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when you are going to uh, to focus on a target group that wasn't able or, or didn't have skills to cycle before, uh, sure. like uh, many people with immigration backgrounds. Okay, now, mm -hmm. now you put them in Amsterdam on a bicycle uh, and pay them per delivery. And maybe that's a mm -hmm. bad uh, thing. So, so there are also many mm -hmm. other questions you can think about than only the status of the, uh, of the, of the worker. Mm -hmm. This is very interesting. And in the beginning of this, uh, when we first started speaking now, then you spoke about how the platform economy's um, place in the sort of broader economy, um, or in sort of the context of the broader economy. Can you sort of, um, can, can, you, can you share your thoughts around that? Like, what do you mean? Um. I think, uh, like I also mentioned before, like like with with with, uh, with the labor discussions, that's mm. that's <clears throat> that's still uh, there's also a really important role for for governments to make the right policy to to uh, to make sure that also public failures are also included, that mm. that it is a a a a fair game for for everybody. Uh, so there's mm. also a great responsibility for governments uh, to deal with uh, with uh, with that. I also wrote a book in Dutch. It's called Platform Revolution. So Platform Revolution, mm. and I think about. 30% of the book also goes uh, about governments and how they should act in the platform uh, mm. economy. And sort of what, what are the highlights from, from that, uh, from, from the work that you've done? <laughs> from, from the two, uh, 180 pages of the book, uh, let's see. <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I think as a government, there are different roles you can have uh, within platform economy or big economy. You, the first mm. stage is, is, is grip on platforms. Okay, how can you make sure that you safeguard public values within the platform economy. This mm. has also to do with, uh, with access to data, but I think also really important the knowledge from government to be a uh, equal player in a discussion, uh, because mm. that's, I think, one of the biggest problems right now uh, with uh, policymakers. They don't have the, the, the right knowledge to have a good conversation with the really smart lobbyists of the platforms. Mm. Um, second is, okay, how can you make use of platforms to be a better government? So how can you maybe... Um, uh, because what, what platform also do, but also society now is 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 fragmenting uh, 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 a lot. So it used to be that you have uh, a couple of big companies, and you can have uh, uh, enforcement people from uh, government to check those companies, and then you had the oversight of the market. But now mm. the market is getting much more fragmented, so it's also really hard to, to really yeah uh, check everything. And you could also uh, work together with platforms to like to to collect uh, taxes or, or, or data for taxes, like they're also doing in, uh, in, in Estonia. Um, mm -hmm. And the first phase would be, okay, government as a platform. And that's, I think, why everybody is also looking to Estonia, uh, how you mm -hmm. really, uh, because also in the discussions with uh, collaborations with uh, platforms and governments, uh, also government also really lacks a digital first uh, um, uh, attitudes. Uh, like one example, I was in a board in Amsterdam to advise about how to deal with Airbnb. 
And then I said, okay, but uh, uh, we have in the Netherlands a service, it's called the Cadaster. That's a agency uh, uh, and kind of a database where every property is listed uh, with, okay, who owns the property? So if you make a API uh, from the Cadaster to Airbnb, so everybody that's make a new account on Airbnb, and then first checks, okay, are you also the owner of the property? Then it's mm -hmm. really much easier to enforce. Uh, but then I uh, suggested that. And then say, okay, okay. Martijn, great idea. Uh, come back in five years because yeah, we have no idea how to deal with that. So it's also yeah. a really big, uh, important role for government also do, to really be able also to, to tap into the platform economy to also benefit uh, from it. I think I think you're also doing, I mean, of course, I guess that will always be a, a challenge for governments being, uh, being slightly behind on the sort of technical race or technical evolution of not, I mean, they have uh, um, sort of the developments that are happening in the market, I, I suppose, will always be a challenge. But I know that you're doing some very interesting work, though, with the both the Swedish and also the the Dutch um, governments now when, it, when we're looking at the portable IDs for the workers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, sure. So uh, during all my research, I was also thinking, okay, what are the main questions in the debate? Uh, and then I was thinking, okay, and then, and then I was filtering, okay, but what are the main questions that are really uh, focused on platforms and, mm -hmm. don't new, and don't really need new regulation uh, to, uh, to fix? Uh, because if you're going to dive into the discussion on the status of the worker, then that probably discussion will take about 10 years. Uh, yeah. um, and I don't want to, uh, so I don't want to deal with that. Mm. Um, mm. So then I thought, okay, but uh, uh, the nice thing about gig platforms is that the, the threshold to work via platforms is really low. So, mm. uh, uh, so the platform or the gig economy is much more inclusive to work for than, than the traditional labor markets. Um, and so it's easier to start. Uh, there's no recruiter with a bias that says, okay, you're fit to the culture, yes or no. Uh, mm. Of course, there is discrimination in the other parts with the matchmaking, but especially with the gig platforms that really do a automatically match between demand and supply, uh, it's much more inclusive. Uh, during working via a platform, you uh, you uh, gain experience, but you also are, uh, get your ratings. Uh, so people they they rate uh, your work, what you do, and of course we can have many discussion on if we like it or not because that's also a, a really important discussion. Mm. But in the end, um, they 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 really gather some some data and also some tra some transaction data that proves okay you have uh, worked. So many gigs, uh, people were happy with your, uh, these are the skills that you used. Um, and this could also maybe help people to, yeah, to have better access to labor markets. Uh, mm -hmm. So in many reports, there's also conversations about uh, data portability. So it gives the worker their data and they're free. And of course, that's a nice concept, but, it, but um, what now happens if you do a GDPR request, you get a Excel sheet with, with 20,000 different uh, tables. Uh, so you have your data, but you have no, no idea what to do with it. So I was thinking, okay, maybe I can find a way that platforms will collaborate to also uh, create a kind of a digital digital CV for platform workers. Uh, mm -hmm. So I did first a research. So what I do is, is I am a independent re yeah, researcher and, and an expert. So I'm not linked or dependent on everybody, which is really nice. My role is also mm -hmm. what I call a professional outsider. So I can always say what I want, uh, and I don't have any, mm. any political yeah, things that I can't say anything at once, which is a really nice role most of the times. Mm. 
Um, uh, so I did last year a research on, okay, under what conditions could this portability of reputation data uh, work for the platform worker? And um, the, there also the Swedish uh, employment agency so service, but also the Dutch employment service, but also some platforms and some trade unions also work together with me on that research. And now I'm going to work on a MVP to a pilot where I now got our uh, six uh, Dutch gig platforms and we're going to discuss about standards and every platform is going to accept the standards within their platform and build a export to digital a kind of an export to digital cv button uh, in their platform where you as a worker can export your uh, reputation and transaction data uh, into a validated uh, pdf uh, cv mm. which which you then can use uh, to have better access to labor markets uh, or maybe also in the next phase also to import to other platforms so there's not a really hard lock in on reputation data for the for the worker mm. I, think, I think that's fantastic i i wonder though how how have the platforms reacted when you've been talking about this because one of the things that they have is the stickiness to their individual platform so how do they feel about sort of unlocking this data and making it available to other platforms um, I think yeah, it, it's it really depends per platform, of course, how open mm -hmm. they are. Um, I think <clears throat> the idea of the login via data uh, is only applicable on some platforms, but I think most platforms also, especially when you compare them with traditional matchmakers, uh, temp agencies. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if I talk to temp agencies about portability, they're really almost aggressive about okay, this is my candidates, my data, I'm not going to share sure. it because because I earned it. Well, platform yeah. entrepreneurs, they are much more open. They say, okay, I facilitate the worker and 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 the platform that, that does it that's the best, there the worker will go to. So mm -hmm. a uh, power a power imbalance based on uh, lock-in of uh, uh, stealing or keeping data is a really weak position. Uh, mm -hmm. So if people only stick with you because uh, because yeah uh, you have the data I, I think it's 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 a really bad service model uh, sure, sure. Uh, you have but yeah for many companies of course in transparency and if and information asymmetry is is part of their their business model or yeah probably their their, their most important part so and then uh, uh, so then I convinced them also to work uh, with me because in the end sharing this data is also quite safe for them uh, mm. because of course it's important for the processes but it's also something they can give away quite easily to the workers. So it's, it's also a, a safe thing to, 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 uh, to share. Um, and of course, they also needed to invest some internal and external resource, resources to, do, uh, to join the project. But in the end, because they really believe, okay, we are here to facilitate, empower the worker, uh, they wanted to work uh, with me on that. And of course, also because I'm quite visible in the Dutch debate um, uh, and, I, uh, and they all trust me. Uh, I think this trust is really important uh, for collaboration, mm -hmm. of course, like like in everything in life, of course, that really helped them to to work together. But still, yeah, it's 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 quite yeah special that uh, six big platforms are going to to do this. Uh, we're going to launch this uh, probably somewhere in October. We're also going to uh, include some scientific researchers uh, 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 parallel to the developments mm -hmm. to see okay. Uh, under what conditions are platform workers uh, uh, positive about this sharing? Because that's also a assumption. Sure. Uh, second question is, okay, um, uh, uh, does important ratings uh, uh, contribute to the trust of the uh, um, 
uh, of the people that are hiring people via platforms in their worker, because that's also mm -hmm. an assumption. And then, okay, does such a digital CV also contributes to the trust within the labor market in the most broad sense of, of the world. And, and, when, and when we launched it, they were also going to uh, open the standards so then everybody can, can adopt uh, the, the standards. Wonderful. That's fantastic. And so, so you're, you have the pilot for six uh, platforms in the Netherlands, um, and you are also having some collaborations with the Swedish, um, uh, the Swedish players as well, but they have, nobody has up, uh, taken up this, um, uh, what do you say, this opportunity yet in the local Swedish market but then the information will become available so that they can, if they choose to. Or what, what's your, I mean, I guess my question really is, is what's your sort of like your bigger vision with, with, this, um, uh, with this project? I think uh, my bigger vision is, is to prove that it's possible to work together with platforms, uh, to collaborate, mm -hmm. uh, and that they are willing uh, to share. And uh, I'm, I'm quite practical. Uh, so I always uh, am going to see, okay, I'm, I'm only investing my time and, and, and energy in, in stakeholders that's, uh, that want to collaborate. So, I, so I'm not going to, like they say in, in, uh, in, in Dutch, trek aan een dode paard, to really yeah, um, uh, put too much energy to get people on board mm -hmm. that's, that that's don't want to work with you. Um, yeah. so, so I'm now focusing on the platform that wants to do it. And but that's setting a kind of a standard that also maybe forces us, maybe soft force other players also to adopt, but also other like temp agencies uh, also to see, okay, you can also share your data because you also have lots of data about the, the uh, about your worker, mm. but you're keeping it for yourself. So, so okay, temp agencies also start sharing this data. Uh, so I don't have bigger vision. Okay, I want to build the gig passport for the world and then be a entrepreneur and that's, uh, but mm -hmm. I just want to to start. So so my role is really the explorer. And when this basic uh, stands, then others uh, they can uh, they can do with it what they uh, um, what they want. And 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 and, and also mm -hmm. the way we're also designing it. So because you can say okay, we're going to build a trusted third party where all the data is stored. But mm -hmm. then you're going to invest about eighty percent of your time and resources in legal stuff. And, mm -hmm. and nobody wants to do that except, of course, legal, legal people. Uh, so what we now say, okay, we're, uh, every platform, uh, so we are going to create standards together with platforms. Everybody is going to build it in their own platform by themselves. So they need to invest mm -hmm. their, own, their own internal resources. Um, and then we're going to talk with uh, career wallets. So there are quite some new uh, initiatives where people uh, want to gather uh, uh, data around your career, like your diplomas, like your idea. Um, and, and 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 other information about you as a as a professional, and we get and we're going to make it ready that you that we can tap into these kind of uh, services, and we're not going to build a big legal institution ourselves uh, because there's no benefit of building everything uh, yourself. Sure. Ah, interesting. Okay, a career wallet. I like that idea. Huh. Is that the name of the company, Career Wallet, or is it? Uh... Or is yeah. a lot of companies doing similar things right now? Yes, yes. So like, like in Netherlands, uh, some companies, they're now working together uh, in a project. It's, it's called Career Wallets. It's a blockchain project. Um, but they're also like, in the end, the, the, I think the, the holy grail of HR is that every uh, professional has a kind of a validated uh, wallet 
with their uh, with their credentials, with the diplomas, their idea, with their skills. So it will be much easier to match people uh, on, on the work that is available. Uh, so all the big software players in the world are now looking to these kind of solutions. And of course, everybody wants to be the standard. Uh, and that, but that's a fight I don't want to join. So I, so I will only want to make the data of the platform worker ready to tap into any career wallets that the worker wants to, uh, wants to use. Cool, interesting. Um, so I have I have one last question for you, Martin, and that's around uh, trade unions because you, uh, as a an independent observer, as you said, or consultant, you you have a you, it allows you to have a different view of uh, different players in, in the gig economy. And when we look at trade unions, I know that you've spoken to the Swedish union and you have quite positive views about what they're doing. Can you just share with us briefly what what do you see that they're doing that other trade unions in other countries could lean on perhaps? I think what the, what I like about Unionion, uh, about what I of course know from them, uh, is um, that they are really looking uh, at the opportunities of platforms. So I think every uh, uh, labor union in the world will say, okay, platform work is here and it will only grow. Uh, uh, but then it's a question, okay, on what are you going to focus also with your policy as a trade union? And what I like about Unione is that they're really focusing on, okay, how can we also use platforms uh, to do good for the worker? So how can we think about um, uh, putting uh, collective agreements uh, into the algorithms of platforms? Or how can we use uh, the data to predict when a platform will go bankrupt, all these kind of stuff. So they're really looking much from a more, much more practical way. I think they're also in a quite a luxury position uh, because they are a white color uh, trade union and most problems with gig work are in blue color. Um, mm. And of course in Sweden, uh, the position of trade unions is really strong. Uh, like in Netherlands, it's, it's, it's really weak. So I think, yes, they are from a luxury position, but still it's good that they are more proactive on the, on the subject. Um, and, and but I really understand also like in Netherlands, uh, like FNV, uh, the big trade union, they are really suing now uh, many platforms and mm -hmm. I understand their worries. Uh, so I don't say, okay, trade, uh, trade unions don't, don't <laughs> interfere with platform economy uh, because I understand mm -hmm. their, 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 uh, their worries. The only problem is that they also forget to look at the worker. Uh, so they're really focusing too much on the processes and not enough on, okay, but what really benefits the worker also this, this flexibility uh, in the in the debates. Uh, and that makes it sometimes a really interesting discussion I also have with uh, many labor unions. But I think the reason why I really um, think the concept of labor unions is really interesting because if you look mm -hmm. at platforms and platform power uh, and the imbalance in, uh, in platform power, because platforms, they really... Um, have benefit in keeping the supply and demand as fragmented as possible. Why? Mm -hmm. Because if it's fragmented, they can't organize and then you have the power. Uh, and depending on your intention, you can make good or bad things with that. Uh, but the idea about trade unions is that you are also going to, 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 to really collect uh, a certain uh, demand or supply group within platforms. So, so uh, when uh, workers will organize, it will also give them a more equal voice uh, uh, to the platforms. Uh, so the mm -hmm. concept of trade unions or labor unions, but also like with cooperatives, where I also did quite some research too, uh, is, um, is really interesting because yeah, by organizing, you create a much more equal 
leveling playing fields within the imbalance of power platform. That's also the reason why I really am really interested in the way trade unions could work also for the platform uh, economy. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's, it will be really interesting to see how that develops over time, because it, as you say, there's a real disbalance now between the, the worker, the gig worker and the platforms. Um, and it will be, I mean, changes do need to happen. Um, and I think the work that you're doing um, and others like you is so fundamental to seeing these changes um, take place. Um, thank you so much for your time, Matien. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, is there any sort of like last words that you want to share with the, the listeners of Gigapod? I think I think it's it's really important to really keep in mind that uh, the uh, when you have thoughts or questions around around uh, platforms, gig economy, that you really need to, need to focus on the on the context. Uh, so so, mm -hmm. so this 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 question, what is the context? But also from a more historic perspective, uh, and also be aware that uh, to make it really work for everybody, there's a responsibility for platforms, but also for uh, uh, government institutions and trade unions uh, to make it work. Uh, so of course you can say I I am only going to trash it, uh, but then you're ignoring your responsibility. So I really yeah really want to to ask everybody to take responsibility uh, to be a really uh, equal player also in the debate to make it work uh, for everybody because in the end everybody benefits when it works for everybody. Yeah, wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe and to find out more, go to gigapay.co forward slash gigapod.